What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Coban. It's November 19, 2021, and this is Lift and Learn episode 62. In this episode, I'll be talking about what kind of workout you can do if you really just feel like you have no time. So I tell you the best way to work out there. And the second fitness topic for today, I'll go over how you can correct muscle imbalances within the body. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram, at liftandlearnpodcast, on Twitter, at liftandlearnpod, And also on Facebook, you can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. Back another week. Welcome. So looking at my point form notes, I just wrote down, it says, talk about your bulk. So I guess I'll do that first then. I've been bulking probably around four weeks now, feeling pretty good. I recently bumped up to 3,100 calories, which I feel like should be a bulk for me right now. Like, I should be gaining weight. I should be in a calorie surplus eating 3,100 calories, but I actually stayed the same weight for the majority of this week, so apparently not. And, oh yeah, also, just because I said I'm eating 3,100 calories doesn't mean that you should do the same for your bulk. That's just the way my body is responding right now. So I guess my metabolism is pretty fast right now. I think, I mean, it's a lot faster than it's been before. So at a whopping five foot, six inches off the ground, 175 pounds due to the gravity of the earth. I need to eat even more food than that right now to gain weight, which actually I find to not actually be that much food but i feel like the calorie here we go again with this caloric versus calorie um what was i saying Uh, i feel like the calorie count is just pretty high right now i usually have my first like piece of food before 5 a.m on most days and my last meal is usually around 8 p.m even though i wish it were earlier that's only about an hour or two before bed for me which isn't bad but I usually try to get my dinner in as early as possible, but this week I was working and I was getting home pretty late on most days, so I couldn't get my meal, my last meal in earlier than that. And I don't even know how I'd be doing all of this eating without prepping my food beforehand. I don't like to meal prep for the whole week. I don't think I've ever done a meal prep where I did it for a whole seven days. But I'll do a meal prep big enough for like two to four days usually. And it's not even really a whole meal that I make. I usually just uh, cook the meat portions or the protein parts of the meal only. So usually I'll cook up a bunch of chicken thighs and then just store that away in the fridge. And then basically preheat the food again when I cook it for a little bit. 
I don't know. That's just how I do it. I don't know if that's the most awful, uh, sorry, optimal way, but it works for me. I mean, I just make the protein. So whether that be fish or chicken thighs, I just make those, stash them away in a Tupperware. I got these nice uh, glass and bamboo Tupperware from Ikea. So I just stash it. I just stash the protein away in there. And then I usually have rice already since this is an Asian household. So we got the rice cooker on deck always ready with rice in there and then cook up some vegetables and then there you go mix it all together but anyways getting back to how this bulk is yeah it's definitely opened my eyes because at 3100 calories and to not be gaining weight means i must have put on some kind of muscle or at least packed on some kind of lean body mass over the years because my metabolism is so damn high right now which is i mean it's great I can get away with eating, I mean, quote-unquote bad sometimes. Like, I had a hot chocolate from McDonald's today. I pulled up to the... <laughs> okay, here we go. I pulled up to the drive through window today, and um, I've gotten their hot chocolate before, but honestly, it was pretty garbage. But, I, I don't know, I just... I ended up at the McDonald's drive through somehow, and it was past breakfast, so I couldn't get a McGriddle, so I was just going to get some kind of hot drink. So I asked the drive through lady if they had like a white hot chocolate or something. And then she was like, no, but we do have this new peppermint variation. And actually that was pretty good. So I might end up there a few more times in the future. So yeah, I did get one today, even though it was 340 calories or something like that. But yeah, that's life. Sometimes you got to enjoy it. But when it starts to become a... Uh, regular daily habit that's when you might need to check yourself but yeah that's why I love fitness and health so much you just learn more about yourself every day you start to become more mindful of your own habits believe me nobody's perfect I have my own uh, bad habits too I actually started to notice this week oh here we go confession confession corner over here <laughs> Okay, so I noticed this week before bed, I got into those habits sometimes when it came to scrolling through social media on my phone late at night, and I'll do that with my phone in bed. It happens every once in a while. So again, I just had to be mindful about it, and then the next day I slept with my phone on my desk across the room, and that helped me sleep better, it helped me get up the next day because the only way for that alarm to shut off is if I literally get up and get my phone across the room and at that point I already got up and my mindset is just I'm up so it's time to start the day like diet sleep and exercise are the most important things to understand when it comes to staying in shape those are the main pillars there you spend a quarter or even up to a third of your life sleeping if you sleep six to eight hours daily you want that to be good sleep. Diet, what you're putting into your body, of course that plays a huge role in certain health outcomes, obesity, heart disease, and most chronic diseases. I mean, the chances are obesity, heart disease, these things don't just happen overnight. It's years of making decisions that were not the best for your health. That's usually what the cause is. And unless you get to the root problem, solving it with medicines and whatever else might not be the solution there. 
exercising and even just any kind of movement, super important, of course. It's only within like the last hundred years where we've started to advance society to the point where we can just be lazy these days. We had those hoverboards that came and went. Whatever happened to those? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Now that I brought up hoverboards, I don't even remember. I, I just remember seeing uh, videos online of like the hoverboards just like instantly shutting off, like not even giving you a warning and just sending people flying. That was just, that was hilarious. So anyways, sorry. Uh, yeah, you can now literally do everything with your phone. We just got so lazy over the years. And that reminds me of this quote I actually saw this week. I wrote it down here. When the phone was tied with a wire, humans were free. So if you remember, if you were younger, maybe you're in your 30s like me, uh, we used to have phones and they were like strapped to the wall with a cord. So that was the only way you could call somebody. There was no texting, or at least I didn't know if there was texting. I didn't get a phone until high school, so. So anyways, okay, when the phone was tied with a wire, humans were free. And my first thought when I read this title was like, yeah, this is so true. I just remember growing up, yeah, we had phones, PlayStation, and video games, and TVs back then, but they just didn't consume so much of our time like it does now. At least when I was a kid, I'm glad. I'm so glad we didn't have all of these things. I used to spend hours outside playing basketball on my driveway. Or me and my cousin, I used to live with uh, used to live with my cousins when I was younger. We used to just go in the backyard, just run around. Or we used to play baseball actually with these like plastic golf clubs. Nowadays, you see all of these kids with their iPads which is basically doing all the parenting work for, uh, for the parents. But anyways, okay, I think I'm a little off topic here, but yeah, sleep, super important, diet, super important, and exercise and movement, obviously very important. So it is a good idea to just do your best in those aspects of your life if your goal is to just feel better every day or just be more healthy. Small improvements will make a huge difference in the end. Anyways, okay, moving on from that, on to hockey, of course. So, I don't know, fast forward if you want to. The Chicago Blackhawks only played one game this past week, actually. They played the Kraken of Seattle, the latest team in the league, the expansion team. I actually really like the color scheme of their jerseys, though. That teal does look pretty cool on them. And the Blackhawks did end up winning that game. Still undefeated with the new head coach. Four wins in a row. Slowly making their way up the leaderboard after that horrible start. Hopefully they can keep it up. And the hometown team. Gotta talk about the Leafs for a little bit. They're playing pretty well this year so far. They have to be up there as one of the best teams in the league right now. They're on a pretty good streak as of late. But the questions for them seem to be, what happens when they get to the playoffs? That's usually where we see the downfall of the team. They don't have that hunger or fight in them when the game is on the line in a high-pressure situation. So we'll see what happens this year. And, alright, first basketball, then a bit of baseball to finish off with sports. Steph Curry and Golden State, that's all I wrote here. And I can actually kind of cheer for them nowadays because I hated, 
hated the team when they also had Kevin Durant. But they're not my favorite team to watch. I just like watching Steph Curry shoot. I just could not cheer for them when LeBron was back on Cleveland trying to get a ring, carrying those scrubs to the finals against them. Like, Golden State was already good without Durant. Uh, And then after they added him to the team, it just wasn't even fair at that point. But now that it's their trio, Steph, Draymond, and Clay, who still hasn't played, so the trio and company, that core has actually been good for a long time now. Steph Curry has just been playing on another level the past few years. This guy's just launching it from the logo, pointing to people in the crowd, running back on defense, or turning around before his shot even goes in. It's just crazy. And there was this graphic they showed. It was like uh, Reggie Miller, Steph Curry, and Ray Allen. It was showing the most three-pointers made by each player throughout their whole career. They're the top three. Ray Allen is in first place right now. He's ahead of of everyone, but Curry is right behind him. But the thing is, Steph Curry has played like 600 less games or something like that. It's insane. And he's going to break the record probably sometime in December before the end of the year for sure. Definitely the greatest shooter of all time. So the Warriors, I'm pretty sure they're still in first place or at least near the top of the league. And with Clay Thompson out, they still have Toronto-born Andrew Wiggins out there. They have that Poole guy, Jordan Poole, I think. And they have Gary Payton the second. I think he's the second. I don't know why they don't call him Junior. But he's actually really fun to watch, especially on defense, just like his father. And the local team, the Raptors, they aren't playing great lately, but... Our number four draft pick, good old Scotty Barnes. He really gets me excited for the future of the team. I feel like I said this before, but he's exactly the guy Toronto needed. He's got that high energy. He reminds me of like a JYD. I don't know if you, I don't know if everybody on here knows this, but uh, the Junkyard Dog playing alongside Vince Carter back in the day. Jerome Williams, that's his name. Scotty, yeah, he's just like him, but with actual skill. I remember JYD, this guy used to just hustle for everything. This guy's diving on the court and everything. But there's something about the way Scotty just gets hype. Just reminds me of when JYD was doing that on the Raptors. Our best player, though, OG Ananobi. He's actually out with a hip injury right now. He got from practice this week. So, yeah, there's that. And I'm not even going to talk about the Lakers this week since LeBron's been injured. And the team just looks helpless out there. And I didn't think I would talk about baseball during its offseason, but I have to just mention one thing. It'll be short. Blue Jays pitcher Robbie Ray won the Cy Young Award for the American League. That's the award they give to the best pitcher, so that's pretty cool to see. I never thought that would happen, honestly, but... He's the fifth Cy Young uh, winner in Jays history. I think if I read it right, he had the most strikeouts in the league and the most innings pitched, I believe. I only watched one baseball game in person this year, but he did pitch that game. I remember the Jays did lose, but Vlad Jr., he had a home run, and Robbie Ray did actually pitch that game, but they lost. I just remember being able to uh, hear him grunt while he pitched. 
Like I was sitting at the, I think it was the first base side, but I could hear this guy grunting. So yeah, I don't know. That was kind of weird, but I mean, it probably adds like two to five miles per hour velocity to his pitches, right? It's like, it's like when you're grunting in the gym, like it probably adds two to 10 pounds on bench press or whatever it is. So it's probably the same effect when you're pitching, right? Going forward, though, I doubt both he and Marcus Simeon will be back next year. I feel like one or both of them are going to be gone because their prices are going to be so high. Plus, we're going to have to play. Uh, we're going to have to pay Vladdy and probably Bo Bichette sometime in the future. So, we'll see what happens. And perhaps some good news before we switch over to the fitness side of things. Since I've been talking about other things for like, I don't know what has it been, 15 minutes now. So there's going to be a new study done on a new uh, nasal vaccine that could help with Alzheimer's disease. So this is going to be a small phase one trial. And this uh, study is actually finally being done after 20 years of research. They're going to be looking for 16 patients over 60 to test it out. So hopefully everything goes well. This vaccine uses protolin. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. And I'm just going to read this directly from the article because this is out of my scope of knowledge. Protolin is designed to activate white blood cells found in the lymph nodes on the sides and back of the neck to migrate to the brain and trigger clearance of beta amyloid plaques, one of the hallmarks of AD, Alzheimer's disease. Sounds pretty promising, I guess. Also, I think in June earlier this year, the FDA actually approved another drug for Alzheimer's, but apparently it has not been shown to even help, which makes no sense. So hopefully this one will have some more positive results. Question one. What workout should you be doing if you have no time? This is one of the most common barriers stopping from uh, stopping someone from being in shape. It's one of the most common excuses that are out there. So when it comes to time being one of the uh, major excuses for people not to exercise, that might be in part because people believe that when they want to start working out or they want to get in shape, the first thing they think about doing is go to the gym every day. That's usually people's, uh, that's usually people's first inclination because they have all of this motivation to go and do whatever it takes. That's when they think they're going to go to the gym every day. But in reality, you're likely not going to stick to that every day, especially if you're someone who wasn't really athletic growing up, or if you find working out to be a chore or if you've hmm, just been mostly sedentary, which means means you aren't really active in the first place. Right now, you might be motivated and you might go for a few days in a row and then fizzle out towards the end of the week. And then you tell yourself, you'll start things up on Monday again next week. And then, yeah, that'll start things off on the right foot. Again, this isn't really sustainable. You'll likely be sore those first few days in the gym thinking you're doing a good job. And then you'll start to miss more and more sessions throughout the week because 
it takes up too much of your time to go to the gym as much as possible. Well, lucky for you, there's a much better solution when it comes to working out if you are short on time. And you'll find that you'll make a lot a lot more progress actually going to the gym less throughout the week. It just all depends on what you're doing in your workouts. Before I tell you about the secret workout routine that would likely be best for the person in this scenario, the first thing you might actually want to do before even lifting weights if you're really against it, you got to find something you enjoy and just do that to start. You do not have to go to the gym to keep yourself healthy. Do some kind of activity that you enjoy that actually gets you moving. I have some clients who love going for walks because that's a time where they can just tune out the whole world and all of its stresses. You can listen to music, podcasts, whatever you want, and it's more of a therapeutic kind of session. So you get all of those benefits, plus you're getting some movement in, which could be a big improvement in your life, depending on what your lifestyle is like. So go for walks if that's your thing. I know someone else who loves swimming. Again, same thing. Just go swim if you enjoy it. You don't need to go run and do that kind of cardio if you don't want to. And honestly, you probably shouldn't go running if you haven't practiced it for a few years because that is one of the most common ways people get injured because you start to lose that ability to run if you don't do it at all. Okay, so the question, though, was about what workouts should you do if you're busy? And it's the answer you might be expecting at this point if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. For the most part, the best workout if you're short on time or if you're only going to go for a few days of the week, like one to three days, the best workout will be some kind of full body routine. Now, your programming should be centered around the most effective exercises. Effective exercises, sorry. Those are the big compound lifts. You got your squat, deadlift, bench, row, and overhead press movement. Those are the exercises that give you the most bang for your buck. They're the most efficient when it comes to muscles worked and time saved. And those movements can all be done in a variety of ways. If we're talking about a row movement here, that's for the back. You can use a barbell for that. Dumbbells work great. Kettlebells. Resistance bands. If you're at home, even a big jug of water or milk could even be um, enough resistance or weight if you're just starting out. Literally any kind of movement, uh, sorry, literally any kind of equipment you have will work here. So I talked about when people are highly motivated, their first instinct would be to hit the gym every day, and that will likely be a problem in the long term because you're flipping your life completely upside down, and most people cannot deal with such a drastic change in their life, especially if it is something like working out, which most people find to be a chore, I think, and that's okay. I have some good news for you if you're trying to stay in shape. You do not need to go every day. Again, if you're doing a full body routine, this is why it can be so beneficial because you only have to go to the gym a few days a week. And actually, because we're talking about getting into shape or being more healthy going forward, at first, when you're starting out, 
Doing a full body resistance training routine just one day a week could already be an amazing start. Eventually, you can add in another day to work out, maybe like after one to three months of consistency. That one day of working out every week could get your wheels turning and could give you that momentum going forward. Then, maybe you'll add another day uh, throughout the week. Just gotta take these little baby steps. With a proper full body routine, you'll start to see yourself get stronger every single time you step back in the gym. Progress won't take long at all, and that progress becomes a lot easier uh, becomes a lot easier to see if you're tracking your progress in the gym. That means writing it down. Not only the amount of weight you're lifting, but how you're feeling throughout the day in terms of energy levels and sleep quality and even your mood throughout the day. If you're super busy, plus on top of that, you're working out five to six times a week, you are likely not giving your body enough time to recover and that could be the downfall right there. Trust me when I say that you can make a lot of gains or build a lot of muscle or lose body fat. Whatever your goals are, you can get there working out just once or twice a week. I've seen it throughout the years with hundreds of clients. It becomes a lot easier when you're doing a full body routine. I've trained entrepreneurs who work 60 hours a week, some nurses, and I know how busy something like a doctor's schedule is. I get it, you're busy, but there's always time in the day to get extra movement and exercise in. So that's really the best way to go about it, but I'll give you a few tips before I wrap this question up. So a few more tips that can help you if you're really short on time and find that you're missing some workouts throughout the week. The first one here, first tip would be to make use of your break time. And this is especially true if you have a desk job or any job where you aren't moving much throughout the day. Maybe it would be a good idea to use that lunch break or whatever hour or so break you have and get some steps in. You can get in a few thousand extra steps in that way. And that movement could be a big deal when it comes to maintaining a healthy body weight. Even simply just the act of you getting up to stretch out the whole body by standing and moving around... That's important to do throughout the day, so remind yourself every hour or so to just get up and walk around, even if it's only for a few minutes. Another tip that helps me when it comes to not having a lot of time, this is the situation I'm currently in, so my time has to be spent pretty wisely, especially if I have to wake up at 4am, and it's to have your gym bag packed the day before. I can't even count the amount of times over the past few years where I'll wake up in the morning thinking I was going to the gym and then my gym bag wouldn't be ready. And that leads to a few things. Me rushing in the morning, adding unnecessary stress to my morning, which leaks to the rest of the day. So rushing, uh, making sure I have everything in my gym bag. Or sometimes I'll even go to the gym with my bag and I forgot something that I actually needed, which kind of sucks. Or I'll see that my gym bag is packed and then... Or I'll wake up in the morning, I'll see that my gym bag isn't packed. uh, And then that doubt starts to creep into my head. And then I end up going back to sleep for an hour or two. 
It makes a huge difference preparing your bag the day beforehand. That means all you need to do in the morning is your usual routine and you don't need to spend extra time packing, then rushing and forgetting your shoes or something like that. This is something that 1000% this helps. I'm a person who loves to, to work out in the mornings. I feel like it's a great start to my day. I notice my mood is a lot better and that helps when it comes to entertaining clients and keep things interesting for my training sessions throughout the day. At the end of the day, this is just another tip that leaves you with less excuses to come up with when it comes to working out, regardless if you're going to work out in the mornings or after work. All right, so circling back, what workout to do if you have no time? Maybe you don't have time for the gym. Again, that's okay. At-home workouts will be perfectly fine. Full body is a great way to go about things, either at home or at the gym. If you are planning on working out at home and saving even more time when it comes to travel and even money like gas and membership fees, then at home you might need a bit of equipment, like adjustable dumbbells, but something like resistance bands are a great and also a cheap option. You can get a good set for well under $50 on Amazon or something. I use them pretty much every single day during the pandemic or when the gyms were closed and that's when I had to work out at home and I brought them to my clients places so that they can work out as well. And they eventually found the, uh, they saw the benefits and they got a set of their own eventually. You can hit a full body workout with resistance bands pretty easily actually so it is something to invest in so when it comes to staying in shape and feeling like you just don't have the time for it at the end of the day it just comes down to adding more activity and movement throughout the day go for walks during the day shorter ones throughout the day instead of longer ones that might help instead of a like a long 30 minute walk break that up into three sessions of just 10 minutes and that could be a more viable option for you. Now, it's nearing winter here in Canada, so this one's going to be tough. But again, walking can be done anywhere, even in your own living space. Just be mindful of how much time you're spending sitting or lying down. And just try to improve on that with some kind of movement. And if you're going to resistance train, do a full body routine. It'll be the most efficient way to activate all the muscles throughout your body and you'll be creating stronger muscles and bones, you'll be moving better, burning body fat, and you'll likely find many other daily benefits as well. Question two, how to fix imbalances throughout the body. This one is something that's also pretty common because as humans, we tend to favor one side of the body. Most people are either right-handed or left-handed, so that means whatever hand you're dominant with, that's likely your stronger hand or arm. Now, specifically, it's going to be pretty tough to correct imbalances that you may have in your body, but there are some things that you can do. Again, if you're an athlete, you probably favor one side of the body. For soccer players, maybe those who are right foot dominant, they're likely going to have a stronger right leg. A baseball pitcher... If they're left-handed, 
They could be stronger with their left hand or the whole left side of their body. Or maybe you just work out, you don't play sports. You might notice on squats, your hips shift to one side or your right leg is stronger than your left leg, something like that. Like I said, most people actually do favor one side, so it's normal. Muscle imbalances could also happen with injuries, minor or major ones. Even something like a small ankle sprain could change the way your squat is performed temporarily as it heals. And there could also be some slight changes even if that injury does fully heal. So when it comes to getting your body in balance again, this is where the value of working each arm separately works great. It gives that weaker side some time to catch up to the stronger side. So if we're talking specifically about the arms here, let's say your right arm is stronger. That's probably the most common issue here. This is when doing things like a dumbbell curl as opposed to a barbell curl is actually great. So with the dumbbells, each arm will be working independently or by itself. So if your right arm is stronger, then try doing dumbbell movements and use the side that's weakest first. This is beneficial due to a few reasons. Working the weaker side first will give it some time to catch up to the other side, the stronger side. So you might notice if you could do dumbbell bicep curls, your right arm can do 12 reps, let's say, and your left arm, the weaker one, can only do eight. So for your set, Start the movement with your left side, the weaker side first, and do your, eight, uh, do your eight reps. Let that dictate how many reps you're doing per set. So your right side should also do the same amount of reps, even though you could probably do more. That gives the weaker side, the left side, more opportunity to catch up and even things out. You also want to start with the weaker side first, because if you do it first, that's when you'll have more energy and you could get an extra few reps in. For the lower body, if you notice some imbalance in your legs, something like a split stance squat could be beneficial. That could mean simple movements like lunges or even more advanced ones like Bulgarian split squats, for example. When you're working with dumbbells or when you're working uh, with your arms or legs independently, that's gonna give that weaker side some time to gain strength and coordination and mobility so that you can do your movements in a more balanced and stable way. Think about a car for a second. Ideally, you'd want all four tires to be very close to the same air pressure because that'll obviously be the safest way to drive. If one tire is low on pressure, low on air, that now becomes a little bit dangerous. Not just risk of the tire exploding or ripping or whatever, but that tire damage could end up damaging the whole car. Worst case scenario, that tire blows up and the car ends up in a ditch or whatever. But even if that tire is just low, it's just a little bit low on air, that's putting extra pressure on the rest of the tires to just do more work. So that could involve more wear and tear there. Um, throughout the years. It's the same thing when we're talking about imbalances. If you're not super stable and you go to do something like an overhead press, let's say, if one of your arms are weaker than the other, you might notice one side of the barbell goes up quicker than the other, 
And then if you're lacking control with that arm, it could give out unexpectedly. And if we're talking about the overhead press, that weight is going to be right on top of your head. So that muscle imbalance could lead to other more serious injuries if you do not fix it. I talked about this before. I dislocated my left shoulder a few months ago, but now I'm back to doing weighted pull-ups. How did that happen? Because for a while there, I had to focus on working out that left side because it was weaker since that's where the injury was. That involved doing exactly what I've said here so far. When I could start to move my shoulder a little bit, I started by doing presses with my left side first because... Oh, sorry, I did that with a super light resistance band. It was a struggle to do a single arm lateral raise at a certain point. I couldn't raise my arm over my head at one point, but as I started to get stronger, it still wasn't even close to my right side. That meant doing light work on my left side with bands, presses overhead with the bands, I do maybe four or so, and I do the same with my right side, even though I could probably do a thousand of these reps. But that's just what I had to do to try to keep both sides in some sort of balance. After a few months, my left arm caught up with my right side. Even to this day, it's been, I think, uh, seven months now, and my left side still has some instability issues, but it is something I'm constantly working on. I noticed that um, on a pull-up bar, I can hold myself up for a while with just one arm. If I use my right if I use my right arm, I can probably hold myself up for like five seconds without any issues. But if I try that with my left side, I actually do start to feel pain around two or three seconds in. So even just a pull up hangs like with one arm, like at once, that's actually been part of the whole process. So dumbbell movements have been a huge part of the whole rehab process too, working my way up to solving my own muscle imbalances in my body. So when it comes to doing barbell movements, if you have a glaring imbalance problem, this is not the way. The muscle imbalances could actually not get better and could actually get worse because you're not fixing the issue. If anything, you're making it worse by not fixing the root problem because you're kind of setting that movement in stone, this imbalance, and it could be harder to overcome the more you avoid it. So that's really all it takes, simple things like that. Work with dumbbells or kettlebells or whatever. Do your exercises where the arms or legs are working independent of one another, and that should start to fix things. Start your sets with the weaker side first. You'll have more energy to get stronger and catch up to the stronger side. Of course, mobility drills will help a bunch here as well. Do not overlook that aspect of this. So doing all that for a few months, you should notice your strength start to even out and you should feel more balanced and confident throughout your workouts. And that concludes episode 62 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. 
If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast.